This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I would just like to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willie for you, and this is my program called Body Batters. I really hope you all had a wonderful week. And yeah, today I'm going to be chatting to you about a beautiful story that I actually would like to share um, about supernatural healing and how it connects to Passover. So if you are struggling with your health in any way and you want an encouraging word, I would um, just encourage you to stay tuned to this program. So I also want to start off with reading a scripture from Isaiah 53 verse 5 that says, But he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so that we can be made whole he was whipped so that we could be healed you know it's because of what the lord has done on the cross that we are able to receive healing from him and as children of god he has already paid the price for our sins which also includes sicknesses and we need to claim that healing and rebuke any sickness in the name of Jesus. You see, God's heart is for us to be healthy and to enjoy our lives. So today I'm going to share a true story. It's an encouraging story um, out of Sid Roth's book called The Supernatural Healing. And it also touches on Passover and how Passover is a doorway for healing. And I just really hope that this word will encourage you today. But before I start, I just want to take a short break and then we'll be back. Hi, this is Alana with Body Matters and you've just tuned, if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, um, I'm going to be chatting about the supernatural healing and the symbolic meaning of Passover and how the two connects. So I'm going to be sharing a story out of Sid Roth's book, The Supernatural Healing. And it's a story of a doctor, Dr. John Miller, who was a chiropractitioner who was led to study the Passover and the Lord's study and how he connected that um, as a pathway to healing. So if you don't mind just listening to the story as I share it from, from the book, and so, yes, so it starts off with the Lord's Supper containing a key to healing. So John was searching for biblical keys to healing when he came upon the verse written by the Apostle Paul. For he who eats and drinks is, unwor- is unworthy, in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this many are weak and sick among you. And many sleep. And that comes from the verse from 1 Corinthians 11, 29 to 30. So this scripture led John um, to do a little bit more research on the Jewish Jewish feast of Passover. And as you know, Passover is um, going to be in a few weeks. And I just thought that this story would just be so significant for the time that we're in now. So we're going to share a little bit about what the feasts are all about and how John connects this with healing. So John decided to study Passover and Jesus's or the Lord's Supper. So the Gospel of Luke describes how the Lord's Supper came to be created. In the following passage, Jesus is speaking. He says, I have looked forward to this hour with deep longing, 
anxious to eat this Passover meal with you. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had thanked God for it, he broke it apart and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. After supper, he gave them another glass of wine, saying, This wine is the token of God's new agreement to save you, an agreement sealed with the blood I shall pour out to purchase your souls. And that scripture will find in Luke twenty-two fourteen to 20. So after reading this, John believes that it's not a coincidence that the Messiah gave this new observance during Passover. He explains Jesus came as the Messiah to the Jewish people and the fulfillment of hundreds of Jewish prophecies and symbols. Passover was one of the most sacred of all Jewish observations and literally foreshadowing the deliverance that would come to people when the Messiah appeared. You see, Passover occurred at the accumulation of the ten plagues that were brought on Egypt so that the Jewish people could come out of slavery to serve God. Jewish families killed and cooked a lamb and then they put the blood of the lamb on the door post of their houses, seeing the blood, the angel of death literally passed over their homes. The feast of Passover still practice by observant Jews today, not just Jews, but all Christians, commemorates this event. So the body of the Passover lamb symbolizes healing. You see, the blood of the lamb was important. It was on the doorpost to save their lives, but they were also commanded to eat all the body of the Passover lamb. The body of the lamb was to save their bodies. The Bible said that they came out without one one feeble, one among them, eating the body of the Passover lamb, which was the reason that none was feeble. There's a spiritual significance here. If we take the Passover lamb as a symbol for the coming Messiah, we can easily recognize that the the brain of the lamb symbolizes the mind of the Messiah. The lamb's eye significates the ability to see things the way God sees it. And the heart of the lamb is meant to have the compassionate heart of the Messiah. So one way of recognizing the body of the Lord Our Passover lamb is to meditate on all the parts of Passover lamb and we eat as we eat the bread of the Lord's Supper. One of my friends did this, and this is John speaking, as his peripheral vision was immediately yielded. So Passover is basically part of the Lord's Supper, which restored vision. So this is John just explaining about a friend and he says, my friend raced cars for a living and he had a bad crash. He was blessed to be alive. However, this wreck had cost him his vision, which was a pretty severe limitation for any professional driver. And one night he was visiting at my house. As we talked, I explained the power and purpose of the Lord's suffered to him. It was about two o'clock in the morning when we decided to share the Lord's Supper together and meditate on its healing properties. I broke the bread and handed him a piece. We took pieces of bread, chewed them slowly and meditated for a while on what it meant for Jesus to give his body to be broken for us. And as my friend meditated on this truth of healing through Jesus, he imagined eating every part 
of the Passover lamb, just as the ancient Hebrews were commanded to do. When he imagined eating the lamb's eyes, his own eyes were yielded, and his vision returned. You see, discerning the body means eating the bread of the Lord's Supper thoughtfully and meditating considerably on all the implications of the suffering that the Lord endured on our behalf. You see, Jesus took on himself the sin and sicknesses of all of us. We meditate on what it means to be free of all of that. When we take the Lord's Supper, however, this won't do as much good unless we believe it. We cannot be forgiven for our sins unless we receive it, and we cannot be healed of our sicknesses unless we believe it. So many people are healed once they understand, believe this. For example, there's a story of Troy Miller, which is um, no relation. It is a pastor in Florida who was a pastor in Florida who had cancer of the kidney. He was bedfast in his hospital, not expected to recover. And the Lord spoke to his mother, telling her to take the communion element of bread and wine to him in the hospital. When Troy received communion or the Lord's Supper, the cancer began to disappear from his body, even as he lay there in the hospital. And another example is from a younger mother named Jane who was hospitalized with numerous injuries after a terrible car wreck. The doctors were predicting the worst, but when her father brought communion to her in the hospital, she immediately began to feel better. So healing is often gradual, not suddenly and spectacular. So it's not always um, suddenly. On this day, on this thing that um, Sinroff emphasizes is the difference between healing and miracles. He teaches many people are, ex are expecting the healing to take place dramatically and immediately. I think that that I think they get miracles and healing mixed up. Miracles are immediately and often spectacular. However, in practice, most healings take place gradually. By recognizing the value of gradual healing, we can increase our faith immensely. It gives us the patience and our confidence to wait on the healing to manifest, recognize small positive changes, as we make daily observation of the Lord's Supper. See, John describes two of his experiences with gradual healing through the Lord's Supper. One young lady was brought to me who was dying from Epstein-Barr virus. The virus had destroyed 39% of her liver and she was very ill. She had been in medical care, but it was not giving her any hope. At my suggestion, she began taking communion three times a day, discerning the Lord's body, broken so that she might have healing. Within two weeks, I received a call from her father who said that her lab tests were starting to come back as normal. A year later, she was in perfect health, with no trace of the virus in her blood. I myself was healed of chronic headaches, which had developed from a head injury. Every day I take a large chunk of bread and chew it bite by bite, meditating on the mystery of exchanging my sickness with Jesus. Wholeness because of, wholeness because of all my diseases were placed on him and he paid the price for my wholeness. You see, if we go back to that scripture where, we, where Jesus died um, on the cross and he was beaten on the cross, he did it for us. 
And it says, by his stripes, we are yield. And just to continue with the story, um, and the story is just one way. I just want to emphasize one way in which God has healed people. I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but I think it's so encouraging that when we, we take communion, that communion has such a, um, an awesome symbolic meaning for us. And there's power, there's power in the blood of Jesus. So let's just carry on. John also researched Messiah's prophecies about the sin-bearing Messiah. The ancient rabbis believed that Isaiah 53 was written 700 years before the birth of Jesus, described a coming Messiah who takes our sins and our sickness into his own body. They called this Messiah um, the Messiah because he could be disfigured by the sins of humanity. They saw in the passage that he would be a source of healing as well as forgiveness of sins. And this is the scripture in Isaiah 53 verse 5 that says, But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. You see, John continues, notes that the prophecy says, by his stripes we are healed. Part of this passage is repeated in Matthew eight seventeen and again in First Peter two twenty four. Because it's so important, the stripes refer referred to were thirty nine lashes that were laid on on Jesus's back prior to being crucified. You see, Jesus' body was beaten in punishment for the sins of humanity. In becoming the Lamb of God, Jesus took the punishment for us so we could be the righteousness of God in Him. It was not pointless suffering, but, but was something He accepted so that we could be healed, soul, body, and according to the prophecy of Isaiah 53.10 that says, that it is pleased the it pleased the law to be to to bruise him, and that he was made not, and he was made to be sick with our sickness. And there's also the movie of Mel Gibson. Many of you probably saw it, The Passion of Christ, um, and it said it does not really portray how much abuse Jesus Jesus actually actually took. The Bible says that the lashes flayed his back so completely that it looked like one big stripe. His beard was plucked out and his face was beaten. And in Isaiah 56 gives a very graphic des description of the beating he took when he became sin for us. He was made unrecognizable by the beating. Since he was made to be sick with our sickness, we shouldn't be our own sickness any more than we should continue to be our own sin. When it comes to redemption, it is wrong to separate sin and sickness. God wants the whole man, body, soul, and spirit to be reconciled with him. Both sin and sickness are works of the devil. Sin is his work against our spirit, and sickness is often his attack against our body. And I think that is so powerful. So just lastly, I want to end off about think of the Lord's Supper as kind of a medicine. So John, who studied um, the, you know, the whole Passover, he says, I encourage people to think of the Lord's Supper as it were medicine. If you went to a doctor and got some pills, you would take them 
as directed maybe two or three times a day and you would not expect to be completely healed the first time you took them. I encourage people to place as much faith in the Lord's Supper as they do in their doctor's medicine. If you are sick, take the Lord's Supper like any other medicine. Every time you take it, meditate on the Lord's body, expecting gradual healing to manifest. Communion is yours to take as often as you feel like to do so. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you are the priest and you can observe communion whenever and whenever you decide. Jesus said, what things so you ever desire, believe you receive it and you will have it. In communion, you can believe that you're being progressively healed and this takes the pressure off to receive healing all at once. If we take communion on a regular basis, daily or even several times a day, we can take a believing in progressive healing. This is good for people who do not have the faith to receive immediately. Total healing and it builds their faith um, because they can see small progressive movements. The important thing is to take the Lord's Supper in faith, recognizing the signs of improvement. And I think this is so powerful in a way that we can um, we look at Holy Communion because sometimes we just take it in remembrance of Him. But Holy Communion is remembering, remembering God's body, His blood, the price that He paid for our sins and the price He paid for our healing. And He says, take it as often as you like. And I just want to emphasize that this is such a powerful means of healing and there has been people um you know described in this book who's really God had really healed them supernaturally but you see God doesn't always do physical healing sometimes we always expect physical healing but God can also do um supernatural inner healing so on that note I would like to take a short break and we can come back thank you so much Hi, this is Body Matters, and you're with Alana Welly-Fear, and I was just sharing um, a story on Passover and just how Holy Communion can be such a doorway to our healing. And um, the story that I was sharing was about a, um, a chiropractor, a doctor who just studied the healing power of, you know, of how... Passover and taking Holy Communion connects to a doorway or a pathway to healing and how God can heal us because he paid the price for our healing. So I just want to end off um, with the last part of, of this story. And this is in, in John's words, the, the, the person who wrote, and he says, I have been privileged to bring the message of healing through the Lord's Supper in many parts of the world and have the great blessing of seeing all types of illnesses healed when people learn the truth. The truth is that every disease and every sin you can ever know has already been taken by Jesus. So you do not have to suffer it. But your faith, put your faith into receiving what Jesus did at Calvary. Think about it when you take the Lord's Supper and have abundant life. Your only question should be whether your healing will come gradually or a sudden miracle. And I think this is such a such a powerful story, and I really hope that the story has encouraged you. 
And there's also a scripture um, that just comes to mind where God says um, he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from destruction. And the word, and at the beginning in Genesis, it says, and the word was God. And so God is our healer. He's the one that heals us. And we just need to put our, our trust in him. I remember one time in my life, I was really, really sick and I was really trusting God for a miracle. And I was standing on his word. And I mean, there's so many, many means of just claiming your healing. And it's not just through Holy Communion communion it's through through prayer it's through fasting it's through standing on the word of god it's through standing on the promises of god and really trusting him and i must say when i was sick at one stage i was really you know battling you know you get anxious and and you you don't know what the outcome of the situation is going to be especially if you're, you're going to a doctor and you're concerned and um, you know, I've been to every doctor and they just couldn't find anything, anything wrong. And I was still, you know, praying for healing and just keep on praying. And then one day the Lord just said to me, I have healed you and it's believing in me that will activate your healing. And so for me, that was so powerful and um, it's to believe that God can heal, believe that nothing is impossible for the Lord and that God can do miracles today. God can do super, supernatural miracles. He can heal people. And I just want to end off by, by just praying for you. I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe you need a miracle. Maybe you need healing. And um, I, I just trust that, you know, this um, word has maybe beat for you maybe you need to sit and take holy communion and just trust that god had paid the price he had taken away your sin and your sickness so can i just pray for you today and lord i i really just want to pray for every listener out there today who has who's hearing my voice today father i pray that you will send your word and yield them daddy and deliver them from any form of destruction. I pray for every part of their body, from the top of their heads to the tips of their toes, Father, that you will come and, and consume them, Father, with your healing power. Father, where people have cancer, cancer in their colons, cancer in any part of their body, we want to come and rebuke that cancer. We want to command it to leave. I command cancer to leave bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. I command any sickness, any chronic sickness, Father, whether it's lupus or whether it's scoliosis or whatever it may be, Father, I want to break that off every person today. By your stripes, Father, they are healed in Jesus' name. And I pray that they will claim your healing, Father. Give them an extra measure of faith, Father, to trust you, Father, to believe, Father, that nothing is impossible for you. Father, I pray where people are hopeless today, Father, that you will give them hope. I pray that you'll break off anxiety and fear and depression, Father God, over every single person that is listening to my voice, Father. I'm not the healer, Father. You are the healer. 
thank you for healing them, Father. Whatever it may be, heal them, Daddy. Show them, reveal to them your love, your compassion, your mercy and your grace, Father. And I ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. Unfortunately, this is the end of my program. And we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. From me, Alana Willy, for you. Have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.